We're up to Ruth chapter 3. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Now isn't Boaz our kinsman, with whose maidens you were? Behold, he will be winnowing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself, anoint yourself, get dressed, and go down to the threshing floor. But don't make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. It shall be when he lies down that you shall note the place where he is lying. Then you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lay down. Then he will tell you what to do. She said to her, All that you say I will do. She went down to the threshing floor and did everything that her mother-in-law told her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. She came softly, uncovered his feet, and laid down. At midnight the man was startled and turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. <laughs> he said, Who are you? <laughs> she answered, I am Ruth your servant. Therefore spread the corner of your garment over your servant, for you are a near kinsman. He said, You are blessed by Yahweh my daughter. You have shown more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, because you didn't follow young men, whether poor or rich. Now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do to you all that you say, for all the city of my people knows that you are a worthy woman. Now, it is true that I am a near kinsman. However, there is a kinsman nearer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning, if he will perform for you the part of a kinsman, good. Let him do the kinsman's duty. But if he will not do the duty of a kinsman for you, then I will do the duty of a kinsman for you. As Yahweh lives, lie down until the morning. She lay at his feet until the morning. Then she rose before one could discern another. For he said, let it not be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. He said, bring the mantle that is on you and hold it. She held it and he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her. Then he went into the city. When she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did it go, my daughter? She told her all that the man had done for her. She said, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said, Don't go empty to your mother-in-law. Then she said, Wait, my daughter, until you know what will happen, for the man will not rest until he has settled this today. Just grabbing my notes. And um, so Ruth's one of those books that's everyone's favorite. <laughs> Everyone loves a, a good story. The Bible has everything. And this is a romance. And uh, it's a picture of, you know, the ultimate romance of the Lord Jesus Christ who loves his people and he redeems them. And it's not just, you know, there's so many pictures of what Christ has done. And it's not just, you know, that he has compassion on poor needy people or... It's not just that, uh, you know, he's the warrior that's taking back the world. They're all pictures of Christ too. But, you know, the Lord is also romantic. And uh, some of us are more romantic or less romantic, but the Lord is completely romantic. If it wasn't for the Lord, there'd be no rom romance at all. So this story in the Bible has the romance element in it. And it's because the Lord's a bit like that too. And, and uh, in this chapter, chapter 3, it says that it was the end of the barley harvest. And so there was the time where they were winnowing. So they'd got all the, 
the grain in and they basically crush it up in the head so that the outside bit and the, the seeds are all mixed in together and then they throw it up in the air and the seeds are heavier, they fall down, but the other parts blow away. That's called winnowing. So that's what they're doing now. They're gathering in the harvest and uh, threshing. And um, the start of Ruth, uh, the start of the story of Ruth was at the beginning of the barley harvest and this is the end of the barley harvest. So that helps us know how long this story has been going for, three months. This is a three month long romance. <laughs> And uh, sometimes in church life, you, you see a young couple that are keen on each other. And if it was three months, you'd say, that's too quick. <laughs> but no, this is different. This is, a, this is a, um, an, an ancient agricultural culture. And uh, they didn't have you know, long courting periods. You know, a lot of the times there were even arranged marriages. Things were just different. There's nothing wrong with it being three months, you know, and, and what's going to happen in the rest of the story is it's going to become a marriage, you know, within the matter of the next few days. And um, that's all completely fine. So as part of this process of, you know, gathering in the harvest and having it all in the barn, there was often celebration because this is, you know, one of your major moments in the year where you've got income and it hasn't been destroyed and you've gotten it in and they celebrate and it says that Boaz ate and drunk and was merry. So almost certainly there's some alcohol involved and then he lays down to sleep that night in the threshing floor to get the surprise of his life. <laughs> Wakes up in the middle of the night and there's a, a woman laying at his feet and he says, who are you? <laughs> I said the Bible has it all. And um, can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night and a woman is lying at your feet? Now, um, We've got to get clear about this. There's there's some people that think, including you know really distinguished biblical scholars, um, so like Leon Morris. You know Leon Morris is a great biblical scholar, and a, and a, he was the you know the dean at the Ridley College where I studied, and um, and I'm still studying there, doing my masters of theology. He and the it's the library there is called the Leon Morris Library, and he's a great great man. But he and others. They think that the word feet in the Bible can mean genitals. And, um, and I guess in certain, certain verses, in certain contexts, it, it could mean that. But they think that because of that, they think when the Bible says that Ruth uncovered his feet and laid at his feet, they think that you know something inappropriate is going on here. No, that's completely not the case at all. And um, Ruth is a woman above reproach. She's a, a highly honorable woman, and so is Naomi, and Boaz is as well. This, this story is an above board story. The weird thing is that she sneaks into the threshing floor at night. That's unorthodox, <laughs> but it's not rude. She doesn't do anything rude here, and um, uh, what's going on here is an act of humility, and um, the way I understand it is that, you know, when someone lays down at someone else's feet, like if, if, I, if I was to come before, say, the Queen of England, you know, you'd, you'd bow down. Now, we, we may not lay down completely on the ground in front of people's feet, but there's so many places in the Bible where people would lay down before someone's feet and say, my Lord, you know, I am your servant. They say all these types of things. Ruth goes and lays down at his feet and says, put the corner of your garment over me. She's humbling herself. She's making a request. Um, 
it's obviously the fact that she's there at night and unexpectedly puts the idea into his mind that, you know, I'd like to be married to you. And he can see the benefit of the marriage as well as the benefit of the land. And Boaz, he's a picture of Jesus. And this is not an inappropriate picture of Jesus. Boaz is our kinsman redeemer, and he doesn't do anything inappropriate. and He doesn't spoil the picture of what Christ is like for us. And you know, Christ, we often think of Christ as redeeming us as people, because that's what he does do. But Christ also redeems the world in, in another way, because the world had become deeded to Satan. And you know, when Satan was tempting Christ and he said, you know, bow down and worship me and I'll give you all of this. Well, it was Satan's to give because he'd taken the rights to it in the Garden of Eden when he fooled mankind and it was deeded over. Well, Jesus not only came to redeem the people, but he came to redeem the land as well. And that's the picture we have with Boaz. Boaz comes to redeem the land, but when he redeems the land, he gets for himself a wife as well. So Christ isn't just redeeming people. He's redeeming the earth and it's a, it's a whole package. He gets for himself a wife. But our job is we come and lay at the feet of Christ. It's an act of humility. It's not something rude or inappropriate. And um, one of the things that we should do is adopt this attitude of humility, not just towards Christ in theory, you know, where Christ is out there and he's in the heavenlies and in theory we honor Christ. No, we adopt this attitude towards Christ in practice, in real life, in our attitudes towards our spiritual leaders and in our attitudes towards each other. Our attitude towards those around us and especially our spiritual leaders is one of humility, one of being willing to serve. And this is how the spiritual cups, the principle of spiritual covering works. As you surrender yourself, you get covered. And um, But some people, they look at covering as as a kind of a more formal but less relational thing. And they think that, you know, when you join an outfit, you get the covering, but it's, it's, it's only kind of like a piece of paper that says you belong. And technically they keep an eye on you, but more or less if, uh, if it's just to make sure you don't do anything wrong, or if you do, they'll boot you out. It's not much of a covering, but the covering we're talking about here is very relational. You think about Boaz and Ruth, you can't get much more relational than a romantic covering where he cares for her and he's gonna care for her for the rest of their life. And so our covering in Christ is one of a relational nature. We're in relationship with the Lord, but we're also in relationship with our spiritual leaders and those around us. And we should grow to develop trust and love and care. And in, and in these genuine relationships, we're covered. We're covered because people care about us. We're covered because they pray for us. Uh, you know, your spiritual leaders, when they know you're in submission and you're willing to serve, then their heart's open to you and they care for you and they pray for you and they, they're mindful of you. And this is covering. This is protection. This is the real thing. So Ruth isn't asking for sex, but she's coming for covering. She's asking to be redeemed. All the things that we get when we come to Jesus Christ. So the Lord spreads his garment over us and we are redeemed. So it's a wonderful, wonderful picture that we have here. So Lord, we thank you that you are our kinsman redeemer. We thank you that you've redeemed us for yourself, but you've also redeemed the earth and it's now the Lord's. The scripture does say the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So Lord, we rejoice 
uh, that we together are the bride of Christ. We rejoice that we're the people of the Lord. We rejoice that we're under covering and I ask for your hand to be at work among us so that we will grow in these mutual relationships of love and trust and the sweetness that comes from all those things in the name of Jesus. Amen.